Welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners who are actively relaunching to make sure that you register for the I Relaunch job board and upload your resume there because that is where employers go when they're looking to hire people who are returning from career break. All right, so let's move on now to our conversation. Today, we welcome Jennifer Chin Schnabel, who relaunched her finance career four years ago. Jennifer is currently a vice president in the capital markets group at State Street Global Advisors, where she is responsible for managing and developing relationships and strategic initiatives with top tier investment banks and liquidity providers. In today's episode, we're going to speak with Jennifer about her return to work journey. Jennifer, welcome to 321 iRelaunch. Thanks so much for having me, Carol. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. And I want to know if we could start out by um, you telling us a little bit about your professional background and what you did prior to your career break. Sure. So I've always had a, um, a work experience in the finance or accounting industry. Um, I studied accounting out of undergrad, and I did that for a number of years, then went to graduate school, uh, business school. And from there, uh, went to New York City, where I worked at one bank, Goldman Sachs, um, in their fixed income division on the sales and trading, um, in the sales and trading function for um, the better part of 10 years. Um, I covered a number of asset classes when I was there. I started out in FX and interest rate uh, derivatives, and then I moved to credit and credit derivatives as those products uh, were being innovated and then um, finished out my career there in, in, in structured credit products before I took my break, my voluntary break from work. Can you just tell our audience what FX is? Foreign exchange. Oh, okay. So currency, currency, currency derivative sales. Awesome. Wow. So that's a pretty intensive career and, and a lot of um, complex uh, financial products that, that you were in for a long period of time. So how did you decide to take a career break? And when you were on career break, how long was it? And how did you spend your time? Sure. So like I was saying, you know, a better part of 10 years was, was spent um, um, at at one firm, and it was it was a great experience. I learned a tremendous amount across a variety of different um, asset classes. Also, was able to have the fortunate a function to to be able to face clients the entire time, which I enjoy very much doing. Mm-hmm. But after ten years, I um, had a number of personal things happen in my life um, that just warranted, you know, taking a taking a breath, maybe taking taking a pause, mm-hmm. reflecting a little bit. And it was not an easy choice to make. Um, I considered myself, you know, to have a have a good job and to to be fortunate enough to have have a good seat at a, at an excellent firm. So those decisions are not easy to make. Um, but at the time, I, you know, I and and my other family members decided it was the right, just the right decision for for me and, and for my for my household. Um, but part of the decision was part of what was built into the decision was feeling somewhat opt- optimistic about the options that might be uh, sort of down the road. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of, of risk and a leap of faith 
And I just, we just sort of went for it. And I was ready to start a different chapter in, in my life at that time. Hmm. Very interesting. And did you do anything during your career break to stay connected with your professional interests or at some point to think about the possibility of relaunching before you got completely serious that about going back to work? Thank you so much. The um, It's a great question. So like I had said, when we when, you know, it was a kind of a collective decision for, for multiple people involved on me taking a voluntary career bake from what seemed like a, a great job. And some of the significant factors that went into that was, was some, some level of confidence or clarity, I should say, on what might be um, the opportunity set down the road. And um, one of the one of the biggest factors was your organization. And I relaunched and there was there were some conferences. I attended, I believe, two of them in New York City, um, uptown, and it was a gathering of sorts of all of the major financial institutions mm-hmm. that I got to see firsthand. I did not know this world existed. I think I attended shortly after I resigned, and I was not planning on going back to work when I attended. I I think I just wanted to build some confidence and uh, sort of enlighten myself on what was out there when I was ready to go back. Mm-hmm. And really when I say out there, I'm, I, I meant it, it wasn't so much, it wasn't so tactical uh, like because I wasn't really like, you know, putting pen to paper on, on an action plan. It was really about networking and mm-hmm. understanding how much people understood uh, this, this silo, this group of people who were maybe looking to get back into the workforce with deep expertise, um, who left the workforce voluntarily for a number of different, different reasons and, you know, and wanted a way to, to get back in. So what I saw was every major finance firm, um, every major law firm, a lot of major hedge funds um, and, you know, financial sponsors all assembled in, in one place. Mm-hmm. And I think you were, you were the MC or the, the headline speaker um, um, along with a lot of other very senior industry individuals uh, who were supportive of the cause. And it, and it kind of put me at ease. So that was a really, that was one very critical um, experience that put me at ease. And, you know, then it was, it wasn't even until um, a handful of years later that I, I actually, you know, proceeded to get back into the workforce. Jennifer, thank you for talking uh, about this very interesting approach that you took of going to our conference when you were not at all focused on returning uh, at that moment. Uh, and it was more of an opportunity to understand what is the landscape? Who are the companies that are out there with these programs? How does that impact my prospects um, for the future when I'm ready uh, to return? And we don't talk to that many people who use a conference um, in that way. And, and I think it was really interesting that you did and that it was a confidence booster for you. Definitely. And, and along the same lines, I think that um, if I had to look back now, you know, my, my sort of return has been smooth thus far. And I credit a lot of it to just arming yourself with the knowledge for, for me attending your those conferences and understanding that, you know, I wasn't alone. I wouldn't be alone in this journey and there would be resources 
again, for, for someone like me, we're all different. It, it was largely like predicated on, on networking and things like that and, and understanding, um, you know, which firms were aware, which firms were not, how to, how to meet new people, et cetera. But there was also an aspect of the years I did spend working were almost spent, you know, expanding and fine tuning my skill sets and my, my toolkit so that I was as prepared as possible when trying to re-enter the workforce. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it did me a lot of favors, the hard work, the first 15 years of, of my career and, um, you know, discipline in, in having some technical expertise, having knowledge in specific areas. I think that those things make um, entering easier. Uh, it's easier to brand yourself. Your your brand can largely stay the same. And, and I did find some truth in that. Mm-hmm. You know, this comment about not being alone, so that you're not alone. Um, you, we used to run our conferences in person at university campuses. And I think we were probably at Columbia University at that time. And the the feeling that people get when they walk into the room and they feel like, oh, I'm not by myself. There's all these other people here who are just like me. Um, there's something really empowering about that. And now that we're in a virtual model, we try to replicate that to some degree by having a pre-conference meeting on Zoom where everyone can see everyone else. And, and it's not exactly the same feeling, but we try to get as close as possible to that. But that's that's also powerful. So, Jennifer, when you um, were on career break, or maybe in in the couple of years where you were getting closer to actively looking again, were you doing any kind of um, updating or reviewing, or um, you know, were you keeping up with what was going on in the finance world all along? Uh, not until I was ready to look, I think, if I'm completely honest. Um, I was so uh, consumed with how I was choosing to spend my my time off of work and really leaned into that. I thought if there was a point yep. to, to, to leaving my, my job, my good job, then, then go for it, right? So um, right. I did that and didn't really look back, uh, except just here and there doing some it might be a good idea to go to this conference or, you know, or to look, look, look up this thing or, or something like, or respond to this one email that might come my way. But I, I didn't really dedicate much time or, or sort of capacity to that until, until I was ready. And then when I was ready, it, it felt fast. It, if I'm honest, felt fast and furious. Mm-hmm. There were all kinds of things that came my way that the networking part. So I felt like my, my getting up to speed in my field and um, in my industry, I was trying to keep up with, then I triggered my network and the, the coffees and the, by then everybody I knew. Um, so this speaks to, I think maybe it's another topic, but the importance mm-hmm. of your network and maintaining your network. So I did do that along the way. I should, I should maybe back up and clarify. I did, I did have continued social engagements with, you know, where it felt organic. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, you know, having an agenda during, mm-hmm. during that time. You weren't off. being opportunistic about it. No. These were people you just liked and wanted to be in touch with. Yeah. Old colleagues that former colleagues and former industry, you know, friends that, that we maintained and things like that. But once I triggered the network in a, in a more, you know, loud and proud kind of way, it, it, it came, it came quickly. And, you know, mm. then, then you had that feeling of, saying yes to every coffee. And, and by the time I did that, everybody was, everybody I knew uh, was, was in a somewhat 
influential position and then was happy to introduce me to other people. And then things just moved. So I did, it almost came full force where then I was up all night. I, I was up at nights trying to just you know, keep up and cram and, and, you know, and get years of years of back, back history into my, into my uh, brain uh, for some of these conversations, but it was a really great experience. You know, you're talking about uh, so many things that registered directly with my own relauncher experience. And one of the things that we talk about is when you get back in touch with people from the past, people with whom you work, um, they're great people to have these conversations with. And I remember myself like really grilling people on, all right, how does that new financial instrument work? Like the details, how does it exactly work? Why are we not using the old ones anymore? What does this acronym stand for? Uh, you know, some very detailed questions and to use your network to have those kinds of conversations, especially as you're rebuilding your relationship with them and not, can you help me find a job um, is, a, is a key piece of networking that, that you're illustrating. Um, and then I love this point, and, and I feel really strongly about this myself, that we're on a career break for a reason, not to be then strategizing for how we're going to get back after our career break. And so I'm like right there in with you on, on that philosophy. And I remember myself, um, I did not keep up. I wasn't even reading the Wall Street Journal. And I had to resubscribe for like six months and read it cover to cover when you used to actually read an actual Wall Street Journal um, before. I still um, do. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, but just to feel like I, there was all this consolidation going on in the, in the finance world over the decade that I was out and uh, just to, to sort of get a sense of what's going on um, generally in the business world, in addition to having these these conversations. So let's get into a little bit more detail on um, these uh, the networking piece and these conversations that you had. So you're saying there were certain people that you were socially engaged with along the way, you just liked them and you kept up with them, but then things started to like really pick up the pace. And can you tell us a little bit more about that and like some detail, like, what did if you emailed them what did you write in the subject line if you had a conversation with them like why were you getting in touch with them how did you start those conversations sure so for me you know of course everybody's different but i i did grow up like i said in the finance industry the sell side i think um communication both professional and personal tends to be you know direct and um there's value in in uh there's appreciation in you know, understanding other people's time and, and not wasting their time and things like that. So like you were saying, Carol, some of these, you know, I alluded to, there's certainly um, your network as, as, as it pertains to opportunities and maybe opening some doors or making introductions, but there's networking very much so as it pertains to allies that take hours and help you get back up to speed, tell mm -hmm. you what you've missed, help you prepare to have a conversation with a, a, some other person that you're less familiar with, um, you know, no different than what goes on in, in everyday life. But when you've left the workforce for a little bit, you, you feel very humbled by people, yes. friends of your former, former colleagues or friends, you know, going out of their way to do that. Um, but I, I would really touch on, it, it's almost like, one could view this whole process if you take a step back as like the the tail end of of getting back into the work is is the equivalent of cramming for the final 
Mm. But I have this view similar to maybe why, you know, I attended the conference when I wasn't really planning to go back to work. I attended. It's it starts from day one. It's, it's the reason why I feel like that the, the handful or the dozens of people that like would to make time for me is because they had some impression or we had some sort of a relationship in my prior work experience. So whether that's being a, a good colleague or dependable or, you know, having you know, certain kind of output at your job, uh, things like that. So, uh, you know, maybe not that everybody knows that they would be taking a career break, but mm-hmm. just the same way that people tend to approach a job um, with, you know, the goal is to create more opportunities down the road. And, and most people think of opportunities as the next job or the next promotion or something like that, that the next opportunity could also be to take a career break and to have confidence that, that, that wouldn't derail your entire career. So I think that some of that homework, it's like doing the homework all along the way. It, 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 it then lift, it alleviates this, this cramming of, of the last six months mm-hmm. before you get the mm-hmm. job again. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the networking, right. I would maintain relationships with all of the, all of the people that it felt organic to re- maintain relationships with. And that made it much easier to reignite those in a more official capacity. I think it's very important to be transparent and clear when you are ready um, so that you can make the best use of your network's time. And another thing is I know that we were talking about leaning into why you wanted to take, why one would want to take a career break to begin with, but I did have natural interests as well. So I was on, I was elected to my condo board and, that was like a semi-professional feeling of a project and having a leadership position in that or, you know, um, dealing with real estate transactions in, in a more real uh, leadership type of way, but they were really personal interests uh, as well. So um, it didn't feel forced or like I was strategizing for something, but networking, I think occurs, you know, it can occur at the, at the soccer field. It can occur at the grocery store. It can occur in the lobby of your building. It can, it can occur. It occurs. I think it's, it's all around you. And, um, and if you, if you just make an effort, then it doesn't feel like you're cramming so much at the end, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like what you said about not wanting to waste people's time to be really careful around how much time you're asking them to spend and how you're spending that time with them. Uh, I think that's an important piece for people to take away who are listening to this. And the other thing was when you mentioned a little earlier that people had been moving up, you know, into roles that were more and more influential. And that was your original, uh, Base. I don't know if it was your peers, your 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 uh, manager, people who uh, were junior to you. But while you're on career break, people who are not in career break are moving up, and sometimes they're in a position to open a door. Absolutely, all the levels you just said, and sometimes the most helpful are the people who are your juniors. Uh, you know, you have a different kind of relationship, and the memories of of you being there for them, and and be doing right by them and they that that played itself out many times in my experience but really it was all people of all levels and it, mm-hmm. the network is still very much there and you know it, it everything comes full circle it feels like at least in certain industries um in, in my opinion and and taking time and acting and taking time to 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 hear what other people need to see how you can help them mm-hmm. um 
nurturing and maintaining relationships was a, a, a critical part of how of any success I might be having, uh, you know, having started out again four years ago. Um, yeah, you're absolutely such an important piece there on uh, nurturing those relationships. And, you know, in the same way that some people might say, well, you know, the people who are senior to me are retired now. But the people who are junior to me are have been moving up while I've been on career break. And I should say, in my own case, the most junior guy on one of the investment banking teams that I was working on, when I was out for 11 years, he was moving up. And he's the one who opened the door for me to go um, interview um, where I ultimately got hired uh, after my career break. And we have numerous examples of relaunchers in our community who are working for people who used to work for them. So there, there's there's that piece of it too. Um, so were there, Jennifer, it sounds you did so, so many things right along this process. <laughs> were there any hurdles that you encountered along the way or times where you felt discouraged or that, you know, you made a mistake and would have done something different? I think that everybody, you know, every process has moments of discouragement, you know, not, you know, there's, there's, for every yes, there's a no, or for every reply, there's radio silence. Right. Um, there's disappointment when you don't expect it of all of the, it, within your network, not, you know, like any other group of people, not everyone is, behave, you know, acting as if you, um, in the way that you anticipate. So um, I think, I think just having a nimble, flexible, rolling with the punches kind of demeanor is so important to, you know, it's easy, I think, to get kind of intense and, and stressed, like discouraged when things that you don't expect to happen do. And um, just knowing that it usually means two weeks later, something will happen on the upside that you don't expect mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you, you just got to keep going. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there, there were certainly discouraging moments along, along the way. I think that the, for me, the most and this might be true for, I, th I think just you versus you, I think is, can, can be maybe the, the, one of the largest hurdles, I think mm -hmm. just given this uh, subset of, of, of this population having taken a break by choice, but then it can feel daunting um, whether it's like lack of confidence in your subject matter, whether it's knowing your subject matter has changed and um, being able to demonstrate that you understand things like, you know, to, to it's, I, it, it, I think that your biggest, uh, your biggest hurdle can be in, inside your own head. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Um, Jennifer, um, you, you relaunched your career at BlackRock. Um, how did you find out about that position and what was that process like? So, so back to the, the networking conversation we just had, um, one of my uh, close uh, acquaintances, friends from, from business school who then remained in the financial services industry and was quite, was quite influential at the time, um, this person introduced me to somebody at, at BlackRock who was not, was not part of the hiring managing team, but that, other, that person... Uh, you know, thought highly, uh, or we had a coffee and, um, this person wanted, you know, I just kept getting passed to, um, a hiring manager who had an opening that suited my background mm -hmm. and who was a champion of, I guess, this concept. And, 
uh, was was very enthusiastic about it. Um, in addition to the fit, the natural fit I did have for for the role. So I think I was very fortunate to um, to to you know find this group and find this in this actual hiring manager. He was um, he put quite a bit of thought into into this whole situation and to this concept. And uh, it's it's amazing the allies that this group this cohort you know, has, whether it's people educating, whether it's people going out of their way to, to try to give um, people like us a chance. Mm -hmm. You never know. You never know who's going to be your ally, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I always tell people, don't size anyone up and make an assumption because you don't know which way, whether they're a huge proponent of a relauncher because someone in their personal orbit is on career break or returned or whether there's someone who, who's really skeptical about the concept. You, you, you just don't know until you have a conversation with people. That's right. Uh, can you tell us about your early days back on the job? And did, did it take you a while to sort of get settled and feel from even office management technology or, or in addition to um, more technical pieces of the actual work that you were doing? How, what was that transition like? Sure. It, it, there was a transition um, for me. I, I don't. I don't think it was, you know, Herculean, but it was. Or you know, but there was a bit of a transition. And and similar to that hiring manager, the the team was was phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think um, BlackRock as an organization really embraces, you know, concepts like this or a, a variety of concepts. Um, and it's a testament to their organization, even though yeah. this was not a widespread program to my understanding, but it was, you know, localized to this team, but everybody was on board and there were, there were no resources I, I couldn't tap into to, I mean, they were just your typical, you know, get up and running. And it was a new organization for me. This, I was somebody who spent most of my prior career working only at one organization. So I think a large part of it was just, you know, different systems and things like that. But the entire team was on board. And again, it, it's some version of building your network. So so just making friends and, and keeping them along for the ride, uh, you know, it, it always pays. It just continues to pay whether it's learning how to use a new phone set or a headset or. uh, Yeah. Yeah, So you have those questions, right? How do you use this? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or what the, what the bathroom code is or whatever. So. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, you know, we talk about relaunching being a life transition, both professionally and personally. Was there anything unanticipated or anything uh, notable that you would comment on, on the personal side of, people around you transitioning while you were transitioning back to work? Oh, sure. I mean, maybe that was built into me feeling like there was a transition to the work uh, mm-hmm. because it was all just commingled in, there was a transition, you know, in my, in my personal life as well for me to go back to work. But, um, you know, like I, my, my experience was in my particular case, I had three children that I spent all of my time with. And I feel very fortunate that I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. When I went back to work, they were my biggest fans. They were my biggest support system. So I, I'm very mindful of the fact that a lot of people would like to be able to do that. And I, I don't want to say that I, I think I, I, ha, I, get, I get to have it both ways or, or whatever that saying is. But I, 
I, it, it, it was great. It was great to, to take a mid-career break for me. It was, it felt necessary when I, when we did it. And then when I, and going back to work has been, I don't want to say even better because my years at Goldman Sachs were phenomenal, but it's just been having been, having been able to spend some years um, on my personal, on my personal life, and then be, to be able to go back to the industry that I was in and to see so many institutions and individuals embrace my skill set and embrace my knowledge and my expertise and my abilities has, has just been a really nice ride. And on right. the personal front, it's been much more positive than I would have expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's been four years now, and they're still just rooting for me. Oh, it's so great. And I'm just thinking about what you're signaling to them just by your example. Uh, and how meaningful that could be to them, you know, at different stages in their lives. Can you tell us a little bit about your career progression since the time you relaunched? Sure. I mean, I, I've been at two different organizations since the time I, I relaunched, and it's uh, a few different functions, but they're all quite related. I think that um, I pivoted a, a slight bit uh, between what I did prior to my career break and and coming back to work. So there was a bit of a learning curve in my first role um, coming back. And I'd say things have gone well, but really the, 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 I, for me, the punchline is just to continue growing, continue learning. The approach is to continue to build a network, to continue to learn, do your homework, study, lead by example. You know, mm-hmm. we're all a year older. Every year we're a year older, more mature, uh, wiser. Uh, just continue to adopt the same work ethic that I, I you did when you were, you know, maybe perhaps 15 years younger um, and and see where the see where the rainbow ends. And, and so not too hung up on, you know, the, the whole thing, just just kind of, you know, a little bit at a time, every every chapter at a time. And and just and just do your bit, and, and it's, it's worked out. So it's worked out well so far. So, wow, that's that's wonderful, Jennifer. In closing, our time flew by, and already at the final question, the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about before? I'd say know when you're ready, and when you're ready act. There's just a lot of, I think maybe because of the nature of this, of this subset of people, there's a lot of, you know, theorizing what it should be or what it should look like, or that need to put together my CV and I'll do that next week. Or I mean, just take just one foot in front of the other, like, you know, act, act, whether that's talk to your neighbor, get out there, get, get, talk to people, just talk, talk, act, um, and, and, and take some risk. Yeah, great advice. And also sort of accompanies what we say about if you can do this with another person, it helps keep you accountable. Um, so some people are motivated on their own and some people need to be checking in with someone on a regular basis to make sure that they're moving forward. But this idea of acting and moving forward is is such a key component to um, to the relaunch because there's a lot of revision you can sit back and do and a lot of research on your computer, but before you you take those steps that really lead to something that is a job opportunity, 
And I'm just going to reemphasize how much of your process had to do with uh, reinvigorating that network and getting in touch with people from the past and having those conversations. That's part of acting, as you're saying, taking that step. It's harder to do that than to sit behind your computer. But th that is exactly what leads to relaunch success. So Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Carol. It's been great. Thank you. And thank you for everything that your, your company has done. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear about you going to the conferences early on. That's, that's a first and, and it, it makes me feel so happy and gratified that the conferences played that role early on in, in, in your relaunch. So thanks to you, our audience, for listening to 321i Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman-Cohen, the CEO and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host. Be sure to go to iRelaunch.com and take advantage of all the resources that we have there. Get on our mailing list, get our weekly return to work report, upload your resume on our job board, uh, and really take advantage of all we have to offer. Thank you so much for joining us.